0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Popcorn Heights, the podcast. I'm Nick. I'm Jake, and we are ready
1: to nerd out as usual about DC this time. Who woulda thunk? I know. I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Horrifying. I know.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep. As the Batman voice usually is.
1: <laughs> oh, can, I I have a I have a big update for you and for um our fans, which I've now come up with a better name for uh instead of kernels or heisties
0: what is it i'm ready figures oh my god <laughs> <laughs> we, Did you say we might get pop figures su- or just figures i think you got cut off there for no, a second
1: no pop figures
0: <laughs> oh i thought you just said figures i was like that's dumb
1: figures
0: <laughs> pop figures is still a little bit dumb
1: <laughs> we might get sued by funko yeah yeah so i tried okay Give me.
0: All right. All right. Pop <laughs> figures. <laughs> anyway, for those of you who aren't pop figures and are just becoming pop figures, as Jake would like to call them, and joining us for the first time, uh, Popcorn Heist is a brand that Jake and I started to share our love for, of pop culture with the world. Um, we share content made by diehard fans for diehard fans. Popcorn Heist, the podcast, which you are listening to now, is uh, a show where we can nerd out about franchises we love the most, like Star Wars, Game of Thrones, Marvel, Disney, Avatar. Maybe a little bit of DC, in this case. <laughs> um, we release new episodes on Thursdays, and if you like what you listen to, definitely give us a follow uh, and, a, and a like on whatever streaming service you're listening to. iTunes, Spotify, anything you're listening on. Uh, we'd love... We'd be remiss if we didn't mention the other podcast on our network, uh, Simps Guide to the MCU, where the relationships, romances, and bromances of the Marvel Cinematic Universe are discussed with Alyssa and Kelly. And if you want more pop culture content, uh, like blog posts, rankings, brackets, and trivia on Tuesdays, follow us at Popcorn Heist on Instagram or Twitter, or go to popcornheist.com and find all of our content.
1: That's right. Let's a it. one-stop shop for all do of it. your pop become culture. Become a pop figure. Yes. I, we're going to st-
0: stop saying hashtag join the heist, and we're going to start saying become <laughs> a pop figure, and people will be very confused.
1: It's going to catch on. It
0: it's may... pretty terrible. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Thank you. <laughs> but we're talking about the Batman today. Nick's got his little cloak on. Where I do. He, I have a
0: Batman robe that has a hood that has bat ears on it.
1: He kind of looks like a, the Riddler. Kind of looks like, I don't know, my little it looks like a hybrid between
0: the Riddler and Batman because I just got new glasses and they happen to look exactly like the Riddler's glasses. So, like, my screen is flashing into my eyes, kind of like how it flashed into the Riddler's eyes in the first scene, you know.
1: Would you look at that? We're making connections everywhere <laughs> to the Batman. But we have a very special guest today to discuss the Batman, and his name is Puneet Kapoor. He's been mentioned a couple times on this podcast. Uh, he was actually there when we conducted our infamous popcorn heist, which gave this podcast and its br- and this That's brand true. its name. So pretty legendary. Uh, please welcome Puneet say hello hello, hello.
2: <laughs> say, say hello i was actually
1: the getaway driver don't be shy so, don't be afraid it's okay <laughs> i'm in some type of mood today please excuse me <laughs> i think
0: we're all a little bit loopy today if you can't tell
1: <laughs> uh punit so tell everyone a little bit about yourself how you got into pop culture nerd culture what you love about batman specifically
2: well i think uh, i'll start off you know i, I ruined with you guys so i know you guys but how i got into pop culture i was always a fan of like superheroes and any sort of that that's related stuff. I I got into a lot of anime in like college in the beginning of college. So like that's that's a whole different facet of my my pop culture uh I guess like tool belt. I, I don't know I don't know what else to refer Your to it belt. as. Utility <laughs> belt. Yeah my utility <laughs> belt. But um the whole Batman thing started like probably like when I was like much younger. I, I think I remember watching the movies with my dad. Um and then I just, I just like sort of fell in love with like, I guess like this the suit the the superhero i guess side of like batman and then as i go, got older and we watched i think like i think it was batman begins the dark knight, The dark knight rises and then you know i played through the arkham games like the, those were masterpieces in themselves um i i started to see more like the bruce wayne side and, and that's really what solidified my love for like the character and it, it's just like certain things resonate between me and him and it's just like I don't know it, it's it gets a little deep but it's just like he, he's such like a selfless <laughs> character that like is there to protect his city to live on and and continue the legacy of his parents and like he just always has you know he always does the right thing and and he has this like strong mental and like physical fortitude that like he just carries on like he he went through such a tragic thing and just said you know what like I can be angry and resentful about it but I'm going to be selfless. I'm going to try to save the city. I'm going to make sure no one dies and and do everything my way. And it's just I don't know. That's just amazing. And that's like that's what I want to incorporate in my life, I guess, like the good things from him. Are you a you playboy want... billionaire? I not yet. Not yet. <laughs> you want
1: you want to dress up like a bat and beat the shit out of people at night? Yeah, honestly? That'd be great. That'd be great. No, but yeah, I totally feel uh what you were saying is like I feel like when we're when you're a kid, you you immediately grasp onto like oh it's a cool superhero like they fight the fight scenes are cool the action is cool but then as you get older you really start to resonate more with like the actual story elements and like the weight of their character like relating back to obviously this is a dc episode but i feel like i felt that hard with spider-man you know growing up with toby maguire's movies like obviously you love spider-man because he's super cool and the action's cool but when you grow older like their whole credo like with great power comes great responsibility or in Batman's case I am vengeance I am the knight I am Batman his whole credo is like very impactful and you know especially with the evolution of Batman too we're driving all the way from Adam West to the Batman now I feel like they've really nailed how to bring that to life and we'll obviously get more into that later but yeah Yeah, and I I think I
0: think Jake, we were talking about this kind of recently. Um, I think especially me who didn't really grow up as a Batman fan and kind of became more of a Batman fan as I became older, I've never been as clear of like what the perfect Bruce Wayne should look like. We're like Spider Man, I kinda know what the perfect Spider Man should look like. I know what that entails where I don't know, especially from I feel like all of the takes on Batman have been different and there's so many of them that I'm not quite sure. Like when people will be like when someone's cast, they'll be like that person can't play bruce wayne and i'm like i'm not even sure what bruce wayne is supposed to really look like or be because there's been so many different takes on him so i'm interested to see what your guys's thoughts are on this take of bruce wayne and of batman
1: it's i feel like he is a little bit more ambiguous maybe that's just because we're not as big dc fans as we are marvel fans but i Mm -hmm. love batman uh and i struggle with the same thing where like i think it's because like when you think about who started playing him, Adam West, and he was clearly like the least buff guy. Like, you know, he's, he he could play a billionaire playboy. Adam West Adam is a handsome West. guy. I love him, <laughs> but like, he's not, he didn't get as jacked as Ben Affleck or Christian Bale did, you know? So it's hard to f- frame that perfect image of Bruce Wayne. In my mind, I, I, I feel you on that. Um, I always think back to, the animated series, Batman, the animated series from the '90s, because yeah, like yeah. obviously we were born in the late '90s, but I grew up watching that animated series and like Kevin Conroy's voice from the Arkham games and from that TV show, and then just like that physique of Batman is what I think of Bruce Wayne to be. But we'll get into that later because Patton's Robert Pattinson doesn't necessarily fall into that, but I still think he was a great Batman. Nonetheless, we're here they to talk also about
0: always get big name actors who you already know to play him. So you also you see them as like that actor too, which I think also feeds into my confusion of what Bruce Wayne really is supposed to be.
1: Well, it probably really confused you then with this one coming from <laughs> yeah, Edward yeah. Cullen to <laughs> Bruce Wayne. But anyway, I feel like we're ready to talk about the Batman. So let's uh, get into the quote of the episode so we could get this conversation started. So as you know, We here at Popcorn Heist love quotes. Nick and I bonded over quotes when we were first roommates in college, uh, quotes from movies, TV shows, from little clips we find in our deepest, darkest rabbit hole adventures on the Internet, and uh, just quotes we steal from people throughout life. But we're going to take a quote from the Batman uh, and use it as the quote of the episode for this episode. And the quote we have chosen is from Batman himself, and he says, They think I'm hiding in the shadows. Watching, waiting to strike. I am the shadows, and I specifically suggested that one because this is a unique Batman movie in that Bruce Wayne slash Batman never says I am Batman in the in the movie. They kind of like dance around how he's called Batman. They dance around uh, his quotes, like he says I am vengeance, but he never says I am vengeance. I am the night. I am Batman. He never completes the quote, but I like how this was a subtle nod to that and really like harped on the fact that he's meant to strike fear into criminals. And he's like, they think I'm waiting there, but that's the whole point. And that shows that he's being successful, that he's not even there, but he's become more than Batman and embodied the shadows that what he's doing is actually working and scaring criminals in Gotham. So that's why that quote was chosen. Um, But nonetheless... Why don't we get into a little bit of background first and then we'll talk through the movie. Sound good to you guys?
0: Sounds good.
1: Yep. So um, I think Puneet is probably the, the biggest Batman fan here. So he probably keeps up with all the Batman news and stuff. Um, but Nick and I do like to dabble in DC. We've discussed the Snyder cut and stuff. So you know that we've watched the EU. but it's kind of interesting where Marvel has set this precedent precedent where, there doesn't really exist another version of the character outside of the MCU continuity. And when DC started to make their movies, we all assumed it's kind of be the same. Ben Affleck was cast as an older, an older Batman kind of based on uh, Frank Miller's dark Knight. And people were like, Oh, he's kind of old. Like I wonder if he'll continue. He was originally supposed to, then he dropped out the whole mess with the Snyder cut happened. So, and then they announced that this movie was happening instead of Ben Affleck's solo movie with Robert Pattinson. So it's kind of weird. Like, we didn't really know what to expect. Is this a prequel to Ben Affleck? Is this going to be its own universe? But it turns out they're really just kind of doing their own thing now, DC. You know, some movies will connect and some will just be off on its own, like, little world, which topic for another day. But it's actually, I think in this case, proved to be pretty successful for them. Um, This Batman movie takes place completely on its own. Matt Reeves is building a sole Batman universe where the Justice League don't exist Kind of like the Dark Knight franchise, but also kind of not like the Dark Knight franchise, which we'll get into. Um, I guess, what were you guys thinking? Like, were you upset that we never got, and we're probably never going to get that Ben Affleck solo movie, and that it kind of turned into this? Barring any of your thoughts about the movie in particular, like, would you were you interested in seeing that solo Ben Affleck movie?
2: Honestly, um, I. I have like a, I guess a different take with with ben Affleck. Like he was he was a good Batman. I I don't rank him near the top I guess like Batman, but like um I I, I could do without his solo movie. Like like I guess I would have given like a, a good perspective on like the older Bruce Wayne and Batman, but I I feel like whatever he was like his purpose was to be in the Justice League and like to fulfill that role and I think he did it just as good as he he could have done it. And that's about it. Like, I, I, I think that that's fine. Like, I, I'm good on that. What about you, um, Nick? I think,
0: uh, I think it's a shame, like, what what went on with the DC universe and how, like, there's kind, we're kind of still in it at times and kind of not in it at times when I kind of wish they took the time to flesh it out. Um, but I'm also not one to just make a movie in a universe because you're, you already started that universe. If you think that something's going to work better outside of it, um, go for it. And I think... In this case it did work, which we'll get into a little bit more. Um so I think why if Ben Affleck isn't into playing the character, um, if the the universe is already kind of a mess and you, you kinda have another route to go, I'm all for it. But I do think it is confusing that there's so many different there's currently so many different Batmans going on. So it does make it a little bit confusing, but I don't know. I thought it was a good movie, so can't complain
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes it was and i feel like it kind of i mean judging how this whole batman universe is starting off i feel like it's gonna easily overshadow the dcu i mean like don't get me wrong there are some movies in the dcu i do enjoy but batman is the reason i'm a fan of dc movies in in the first place you know if i'm gonna like anything in the dc universe if i had to name one thing that i would keep and everything else would go away it's batman And I'm sure I I think you guys would probably agree too. Yeah, hundred percent. Not Superman. All right, all right. Well, Superman can be done well. I think he's a lot harder to be done well. But like, nobody wants a a universe around Superman. But like, we got all these movies now. Even before this movie came out, uh, Warner Brothers confirmed that there'd be spinoffs on HBO Max, um, and now those are officially confirmed to be uh, one about the Penguin and one about Arkham Asylum, which. I feel like let's save that for after we discuss the movie because I think Mm -hmm. there's a lot of hints as to what could happen in those uh, HBO shows. But I guess let's start off the conversation, non-spoiler review, but obviously spoilers ahead if you really don't want any context on the Batman at all. Uh, Poon, you're our guest. Um, What do you think were like your top strengths and weaknesses of the movie without giving any spoilers away?
2: Yeah, so I I think that the the strongest parts of the movie are probably – the I guess just the cast in general the way that they interact and like they they do a really good job of creating that that scenery of of what that Gotham City is supposed to be and like they do a really good job of surrounding Batman and like supporting him as as they should as as they as they can and um another like I guess big big strong point of the movie is the cinematography like that that was that was amazing like some of the shots like I, I went back to go see it a second time last night. And it's just, like, I, I went back for, like, specific, like, scenes. Like, it, it just just seeing them again was just – it was mind-blowing. It's, it's crazy how they, they just come up with this, you know? Like, Matt Reeves did a great job. And and I think those two definitely – those are two aspects that definitely carry the movie. There's, there's a lot more, but that's, like, a, a nice way to sum it up, I guess, in my perspective.
1: I definitely agree. I feel like the cinematography did so much justice to Gotham, uh, one of the st- – biggest high points for me was like this is i guess in general this is the most batman batman movie we've gotten in my opinion i think that this is the best representation of gotham we've gotten kind of like a marriage of like tim burton's gotham the animated series gotham and the arkham gothams where very gothic architecture like you feel like it's a dirty rundown city like crime infested like I, I, this is what I felt Gotham was like. Gotham always felt like it's inspired by New York City, but it's not really a real place, where this kind of felt like that intangible kind of city where you could see it kind of existing in reality, but at the same time, you can't. So I really thought that was a great backdrop for the entire story and top that off with the great cast. I mean, Catwoman, uh, Zoe Kravitz was amazing. Colin Farrell as a penguin looked... <laughs> A menace. I loved him. Uh, literally the entire cast, uh, Paul Dano as Riddler. I feel like everyone did so well, played off each other. And when you have that great background, that great foundation to build a Batman story on top of, then the rest kind of like spoke for itself, in my opinion. Uh, Nick, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I think they characterized Gotham really well. I agree with you. I think in other um renditions, like in the Dark Knight trilogy, for example, there were like people like... Ra's is like, we need I want to destroy Gotham, but you don't kind of get why like that. It's that much of like a crime filled um, cesspool. Like, I guess they touch on it a little bit, but I feel like this one, you really felt like everyone's corrupt. And you can't trust anyone. There's tons of crime and like they really need the Batman. I think they characterized Gotham well, so I think that's a really good point. Um, I thought the acting was was great. Uh, the mu- The movie was beautiful. The music was really, really good at times. Um, I felt like at the, when I first started the movie, I was kind of struggling to find where all the piece, like how all the pieces fit into each other. Like I felt like they introduced a lot of characters, uh, and I was a little bit confused, but then at the end it came together really well. And you got why all the characters cared about who they cared about. Um, like things came together. Well, I felt like it started off a little bit slower, but then it justified later on in the movie, why it started off that slow. Um, The only negative I'll say is I almost wish it felt like more of a solo movie. I feel like at the end there were a few scenes where it was like clearly set up for more. And I didn't know. I didn't really need that. I kind of wished it felt like a solo movie that could have bloomed into more. Um, But other than that, I, I really don't think there's that many negatives about this movie.
1: I kind of so I agree with you. Like it's hard to sort of track like maybe how Catwoman's motivations and and uh, Batman and the Riddler like and how they all will come together. And I think they did tie it well together. I want to get into it late in a, in a little bit though. I wasn't thrilled with the end game of Riddler's plan. To be honest, um, I loved him and loved the detective element of the movie. That's another high point. I feel like overall, um, movies in the past were very hesitant to take inspiration from things like video games, because mm-hmm. like video game movies often are not very good. So I think filmmakers and studios really danced around that. But you could tell that this movie took heavy inspiration from the Arkham games, just from the like the gadgets that Batman used, uh, the detective nature of it, um, just the the way that things looked in gotham they really took inspiration from arkham and i thought that was a real strong point but yeah i i wasn't really crazy about riddler's end game to be honest
0: yeah i i
1: think we should get into spoiler talk
2: <laughs> yeah i, I think it's, it's hard to dance around it's hard to dance around the whole thing without saying anything spoilers uh, for the batman um
0: what didn't you like about riddler's endgame
1: so <laughs> well i think it really threw me i was conf- i didn't i don't think it was clear my first time around when he when batman goes to arkham to visit the riddler it wasn't clear to me that riddler doesn't know didn't know his secret identity. yeah
0: i think that so, was confusing too so
1: that really like took my attention out for a second and i was like I'm confused. Like, why doesn't he just reveal his identity right now? Like, what's going on? And then Batman gets freaked out. He's like, what have you done? What have you done? And it's just that he inspired other people to put on Riddler costumes. Like, I think it was very jarring for me, and I was expecting something a little bit more. Like, a little bit more tied to his parents or something like that. I, I don't know. It, it it started to happen a little fast. I think that was another weakness of the of the movie was at it was paced surprisingly well for being a three-hour movie but like the last 30 minutes i felt like were kind of like breezed through a little bit um so i didn't i didn't really love how that came together really it took me out for a second but i will say upon further reflection i like how i i like how the reason why those other people were inspired to put on riddler costumes is because bruce wayne was kind of approaching batman in the wrong way if you think about it he was all about i am vengeance i am vengeance but he realized in the end that like while vengeance is necessary to do what he's trying to do he needs to be more than that he needs to be a symbol of justice and hope in order to really make gotham uh flip a switch if that makes sense
0: yeah and i think i think um i i actually thought as we were, because I wasn't like checking my time during the movie, I had no clue at times how how much longer we had left. Um, so when they were getting, I feel like they took attention away from the Riddler for a while, and I was kind of like, "Are they gonna really pay off Riddler?" I kind of felt like they paid off paid him off pretty well. Um, I think that you can compare, like like you said, Bruce Wayne kind of realizes at the at the end that he can't just represent vengeance, he has to represent something more. I think that Riddler's whole plan to inspire others to become the like similar to the Riddler, uh, I think is like, I think it was cool because one, the Riddler wasn't actually involved in the final battle and it was only people who were inspired by the Riddler. And that was kind of like a nice way to parallel the Batman and like, you have to inspire people in the opposite way to, like the Riddler was able to inspire all these people to fight his battles for him. Like Batman has to be something more because he has to inspire people to fight for good. And like just being vengeance and scaring crime away is not actually going to stop crime kind of circles back to the beginning when he's like, why is crime going up anyway? Am I really doing anything?
1: Yeah. And, and I, I think that maybe just so much happened in the movie that it didn't really like hit me as hard. The first time around. I don't know about the same for you. And I also kind of maybe was expecting the whole time. I was confused as to like why the Riddler was writing to Batman specifically. I was like, is he trying to toy with him? Like, is he is he like trying to expose him, take him down? And then when he when it wasn't clear if he knew his identity or not, I was a little confused. But now upon further reflection, it's like, oh, that especially proves why he was doing the wrong thing, because Riddler saw batman as like an equal to him he's like oh we're trying mm-hmm. to do the same thing like we're trying to exact vengeance on corrupt people mm-hmm. so that's why like that's what really i guess like brought it to bruce's attention he's like wow I, I i really am not approaching this in the right way like maniacs think that i'm on their level that we're trying to we have the same goals in life and he's and when he told like riddler like you're a nobody like i'm not on your side that's when he freaked out in in the cell
2: so yeah, robert pattinson yeah. does like like a phenomenal job like it's literally like just his eyes his eyes can tell you his like reaction to all that like like when when uh we're, we're good for spoilers right so yeah like, yeah, like yeah. when um at the end like when when i think the rifleman was on the ground and he goes like they're like who are you and he's like i am vengeance and then you just like it pans over like robert pattinson in the bat suit and, and, and like he just like looks distraught he's like okay like. He's like, I, I kind of messed up here. I inspired the wrong at first I inspired the Riddler kind of, and then now he inspired other people with the same message that I'm trying to convey.
1: Yeah, he he did really well. Especially the scenes where he was at the like the crime scenes with Gordon and like the police were like trying to block him out and he would like not even say anything, but he would just like stand there, like his presence, like you felt like intimidated in his, with him in the room. Which yeah, is really I think, cool.
0: I think they actually did a good they good, did a good job of one using silence to actually say, say things like at the end, when he's like, I'm vengeance, you know, exactly what Batman's thinking he doesn't say a word. Um, There's like other times where he's like at the crime scene and like people be like, Oh no, don't do that. And he'll just be standing there and turn and look at them. And they'll be like, okay, (laughs) they use silence very well. And they also for us, Robert Pattinson didn't say like, there was no jokes in the movie, there was a few jokes in the movie, but there wasn't really any, like, straight-up quippy jokes or, like, anything too on the nose. But there was a lot of good comedy. I felt like the comedy
1: hit pretty well. I think so, too. I was surprised that there were even jokes to begin with. Like, Gordon was, was funny, mostly. in the and, and the and the Penguin, too. Penguin was hilarious. Yeah.
2: yeah. I
0: feel like there were times where it was just, like, I'm not even sure if I was meant to laugh, but I was just, like, giggling to myself because it was funny. Like, there were times where he would just be walking around silent. I'd be giggling about it.
1: <laughs> the Riddler scene where he's screaming
2: "No" is so funny. <laughs> thinking about it back now. Yeah, the where first like, time I watched the movie, like I was like, I was, I, I was like, the Riddler is like just so goofy. Like, like, like I, I like, I like how what Paul Dano is doing, but like it just like it's, it just seems so goofy. And I was just like, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about this. And then the second time watching, I was like, oh, actually, actually, he he did an amazing job. Like I appreciate it now.
1: He was horrifying. Like, the first scene, like, was really cool when he was just, like, in the the mayor's apartment.
0: That was a cool opening when you see his eyes in the background. I thought that was really a really good opening. And I felt like it was – the first scene, I kind of thought they were showing me, like, the waynes or, or something i was like trying to figure out who it was yeah same. i actually was not clear that it was the mayor until a few scenes later i'll be honest with you i thought it was like someone who was on them i i probably <laughs> should have picked that up but i i i was happy that they were like okay we're not going to show you like a flashback to start with we're gonna just open up with the riddler starting his plan um i thought that was a good way to open it and a good way to set the dark tone rather than keep being like oh bruce wayne's parents
1: died again <laughs> <laughs> you you know what's unique about batman especially is that like think about it this way like the riddler's costume in this movie is the way they approached him is is genius i mean like if you look at comic book riddler and like jim carrey riddler he's ridiculous He wears like a bright green suit with like question marks all over his body and he like giggles around and says like riddle me this batman but like they really modernized him like based him on the zodiac killer like i think paul dano was even like I want my costume, like, I want to be wrapped from head to toe. Like, a smart killer would wrap himself to make sure that, like, no hairs would fall out and, like, fingerprints wouldn't get anywhere, Mm. which is genius. And, like, the Zodiac Killer was known to use ciphers, kind of like riddles. But it's funny, like, think about it if this was, like, a Spider-Man movie or a Marvel movie. If they released concept art or, like, a picture of, like, a really famous Spider-Man villain and he looks nothing like the comics, you know, like people would be outraged protesting mm-hmm. in the streets. Like what the hell is this? Like, this is ridiculous, but it's unique. Like when Batman movies do it, it's like, Oh, that's super cool. Like people can appreciate that. They're modernizing like a really goofy old villain. I don't know. I thought that was really cool.
0: Yeah. How did you, how did you feel about his riddles? I kind of felt like <laughs> at times the characters jumped I kind of just knew the answer immediately, and I was like um, – I don't feel like they got me there. When Alfred was, like, putting the letters together, I was—I had no clue what was going on. Was I supposed to understand what was going on? Because I didn't at all. I,
1: not if you didn't know how to break ciphers within, like, five seconds. He, yeah, he probably, I, like, worked on
0: it. <laughs> I kind of wish the riddles, like, you could have gotten them with the characters or, like, guess what they were before. But they kind of just jumped from riddle to riddle. I felt like, and gave you the answer without giving you a chance to get it yourself, which I kind of wish they didn't just be like, oh, look, if you put some letters together, you'll get this, this, this. And also L URL. That was so dumb.
1: That one, the URL, Rata Alata, and the using the first murder weapon to scoop up his rug were the only two times where I felt like that. Like, how did you know that? That's crazy. But
2: all the other ones, I felt like the
0: rug were one. I wet. actually
2: thought was yeah, the, was... the rug one was fine. The URL definitely was a stretch. The URL one was <laughs> terrible. But the penguins' like interaction there, like like when they <laughs> when they're interrogating him, oh, he's like so he's like, no, he's like, he's like, what are you guys doing? Like noble espanol, like like what are you, what are you guys doing?
0: <laughs> At times, it felt like Nicolas Cage in National Treasure, though. A little. What do you, bit, what what do you I mean? mean? Like oh, he just like a jump from hint to hint. He's like, <laughs> it's in the library. Of... Like, I, I, like, thought, oh. I, I
1: thought you were saying the penguin was like Nicholas. No, King, no,
0: no, yeah, no. exactly. No, he was exactly no, Nicholas. Just like Nicholas. <laughs> no, the way they jump from hint to hint, it just didn't always connect. I felt.
1: I, I like the, the ones with where he left the notes, like those riddles, I felt like mm-hmm. were good. Those mm-hmm. were like a classic, like Riddler riddle, like. Classic, what what was it like? It could be blind, it could be whatever, but if it's denied, and then violence, you will find it. The answer is justice. The yeah. one, like, especially the guy, uh, the district attorney mm-hmm. when he had yeah. the bomber on his neck, like those were like good riddles. Um, uh, and I like the cipher too, but the
2: URL Rata lata was
0: I like Thumb Drive, that was my favorite one.
2: Yeah, that was a funny interaction. That, like, that was like a great depiction of like the relationship between Gordon and like Batman. It was just like, wow thumb drive yeah me.
1: so speaking of that what did you think of uh jeffrey wright as gordon and like their relationship throughout the movie i th-
2: i think he was he was great like like i, I think the because gordon has to be sort of that like i don't know it it was, it was it was nice to see him do like that like quiet well not quiet but like that like sort of like very like monotone like straight up like like just gordon like like just like that like he'll be funny but he's like not intentionally being funny it's just his reaction to things like like i I think like one of the best scenes to depict that is probably like uh uh when when i think batman grabbed like the ledger like towards the end and and uh he was like one of the cops was like hey like gordon he's like touching all the all the evidence like what is he doing and then Gordon just like walks over doesn't say a word and then like looks up and he goes he's wearing gloves isn't he like just like (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) Like yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Like he's not gonna contaminate, like, uh, contaminate the, the evidence. But it's it's like it, it shows that like they have a pretty. Well, I think they build the relationship throughout the movie, which is actually really good. Like how in the beginning he says like, "Oh, like how how I, how can I trust you, Batman? I've only known you for two years. I don't even know who you actually are." And then like at the end, like he's like, "I trust you." Like, and then uh, Batman was like, "Oh yeah, you're you're a good cop."
1: Yeah, I, I thought that they were great. Jeffrey Wright is awesome. And his delivery on lines like that, like he had the funniest lines throughout the movie, I guess him and uh, the Penguin together. But it was an interesting scenario for Gordon and Batman because we've always gotten it like before they become friends and then like you see them grow their friendship. But whereas we're like kind of in the middle of they've known each other for a while. And that was another thing that kind of showed you how desperate gotham must be because he's like not even commissioner yet he's like detective gordon mm-hmm. and he's fully like on batman's side like bringing him into crime scenes and his boss is not even like get get him out of here he is kind of to a certain extent but he's not like firing gordon or ever. like people are kind of accepting that he's there you know
0: yeah I, I liked him um i thought it was weird the scene when they were in like the cell together and they were like in each other like pretending to be in each other's faces and they were like Ur, this, 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 this. <laughs> like you know i thought that was like a little bit of a weird scene um but i liked i liked their relationship and i felt like i wasn't sure what the moment when he was like i only trust you like they clearly wanted to make that a step like in the beginning he says he, do- he doesn't trust them or not that he doesn't trust him but he doesn't say that he trusts them, and then at the end c- closer to the end he says he only trusts Batman, but I didn't really get why, like, what the change was. But maybe I, I, I didn't
2: think too much about it. Um, but I thought he was really good. Otherwise, I think, I think that change that like you're referring to, like, I think that like the significant the significant part was when the uh, the commissioner died, probably because like I think like as they were uncovering or as people were dying, and he was like, I don't know why, but I guess Gordon just didn't think of like the corruption that was going on in, in, in the. like the Mm -hmm. police department and just in general and then like all of a sudden like the commissioner dies and the commissioner was his partner like like way back in the day and then like you know like batman has that line to him that he just goes like maybe he wasn't the man that you thought he was like maybe he was accepting this bride a bribe and i think like that like once they like keep carrying that out like he, he realized like okay like there's only like few people i can trust here
1: yeah I could see that. I, th- I guess like his world was shattered just as much as Bruce's was learning that like his parents did stuff that he didn't know about, you know, mm-hmm. and considering Batman was with him the entire time. He's like, yeah, I I, I know I could trust this guy.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I'm with it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of like, kind of like not being able to trust, um, what did you guys think of Carmine Falcone and like the whole connection that it's really bruce's parents that started this chain reaction that made gotham corrupt
0: i loved that plot point i thought um i thought that was cool because it showed it's easy to like take the parents and just be like oh they were great people who were killed and i feel like that's been done so many times like not it's nice to see a character get their expectations shattered um, and, like, they still didn't go against, like, the fact that they were good people. I think they landed the fact that, ultimately, um, the Waynes were good people. Um, but I thought it was nice to have that connect. Like, that was the way it connected to the plot. Not like, oh, look, the villain of the movie killed them. It was more so that they, that the corruption started with them. So I like that it fed into that storyline rather than, like, the, like, directly to the Riddler. Um, and i just thought it was cool how they connected catwoman to him and they kind of both storylines came together into that like mini climax before the final climax and actually when they were getting to that that climax and spending so much time on falcone or falcone or falcone um, people say it's either way way, yeah yeah. um when they were getting to that climax i was like are we gonna do the riddle like are we still gonna see a, something with the riddler at the end like i knew we were going to but i felt like they spent a lot of time on it but i felt like it was deserved because it connected to catwoman it connected to bruce's parents um and it connected minimally to the riddler i guess it connected pretty pretty solidly to the riddler because that's what he was trying to take down the whole
1: time yeah he was a rat that was a cool part of the of the detective storyline going back to the riddler and his riddles like i liked that they really couldn't figure out the rata a character for a while mm-hmm. like oh they thought it was the penguin first oh they thought it was and ba- they might even thought it was batman at one point and then they finally figured out it was carmine Falcone, which is pretty cool
0: right when they said a rat with wings i was like um a
1: bat <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was a little when they were like oh the penguin i was like that's not the answer. Like, don't make that the answer. A penguin's not a rat with
2: wings. Penguins are cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's like stool pigeon. You kept saying stool pigeon. I was, oh, yeah. I was, I was, I was like laughing a little bit. I was like, I was like all right, come on. Like, like stop saying stool pigeon. <laughs> I also liked
0: um, – I feel like the a way they drove home Gotham being so, like, messy and corrupt is that they solidified Falcone as – like the quasi mayor for, for so many years. I thought that was cool. I yeah. I also, I didn't get the moment when he was like, Oh, you boys in blue work for me. And then they went outside and like all the cops were there. And he was like, not all of them. I didn't know where those cops came from. Um, but that's like a small nitpick where I thought it was cool that he controlled everyone throughout so many years.
1: Definitely. And it was kind of implied that he, it was confirmed that he ordered the hit on the Wayne's right? I think it's like yeah.
2: pretty much confirmed. I think that That's, that's cool. a, a scene that like, or well not, well that goes back to, I guess like Falcone in general, but like I, I one of the parts of the movie that I, I felt like, I don't know if it was just weird. Like it was just maybe it, the transition was too fast, but it was like, Bruce goes, talks to Falcone. Falcone basically turns it around and says like, you know what? Moroni was the one that killed your parents. And like, I was there to like help your your dad or whatever. And and then Bruce is like distraught and he's like, My dad wasn't really that good of a guy. And then right after that, like like I guess it transitions and then he he goes to Alfred and like Alfred's like, No, like your dad's actually a good guy. This is exactly what happened. And then Bruce is just like, Oh, okay. Like that's that's I I thought I thought they could've maybe like stretched it out a little bit longer. Maybe like he could have like like I don't know, dealt with it a little bit and then like not just go straight to uh yeah to Alfred and like Alfred's just like, Oh, I didn't tell you this but no, your dad's still he's a good guy.
0: I could see that. I agree. I did love that scene with Alfred though. Um, I feel like they didn't again, they kind of use silence, like they didn't say I thought they were gonna have a line where they said what Bruce actually meant, but I like that they kind of like had a moment and you knew what it meant where he's like, I never wanted to feel that fear again that I felt with my parents. And like, I thought I was strong and like, they're pretty much implying, like, he never thought he'd feel that fear again, but he felt it again when Alfred was in danger. Yeah. But I'm, I like thought they were going to have a line that said that like, oh, the first time I felt that was that when you got hurt, like, I thought they were going to say it, but I felt like they did a good job of the audience knew what it meant. Both the characters knew what it meant. You didn't have to say it. Just leave it, have them hold hands. And (laughs) like, you know what? Everyone knows what it meant. You know what I mean? I thought that was a really good yeah. scene. I thought that was a good way of doing it. I feel like it easily could have been a sappy scene, but they cut it off at just the right point.
1: It kind of speaks volumes to the entire movie too. Like not only did they do well with silence, like not having to tell you everything, but you would still process it and understand it. It kind of speaks to what I, another thing I think the movie did really well is introduce so much of Batman's lore all in one movie without it feeling overstuffed. Like they didn't feel like they had to explain how penguin got to where he was or his backstory for you to understand him. Or they didn't have to really over explain Catwoman for you to like her or understand her. I feel like there was so much in this movie. And even when I finished, I was like, I feel like I just like took a final exam or like wrote a paper or something. Like I need to like go lie down for a little bit. Um, but it worked. It wasn't like overwhelming in any way to me. So I think that's a common theme of like how, like what Matt Reeves did really well.
0: Also, speaking of uh, Alfred, I thought one thing that wasn't explained, but again, you don't really need to explain it because then you kind of get into Batman's like origin story a little bit too much. But interesting that Alfred trained Batman. I didn't know Alfred could fight like that. He yeah, says, th- like, I
2: trained you to fight they very confirmed that right point. yeah he, he yeah he explicitly said it but it like that takes me back to i think like i i don't know as much about alfred's like background or his character but i think in the dark knight they did something very similar with that alfred where i think like he see it, it seems like alfred has some very interesting story like interesting backstory because he i think like bruce was like talking about a story or alfred talked about a story where like there was like this robber or something that was like stealing gems and giving them back to like the people in a village i think like somewhere in africa and then um uh, bruce bruce was like tying it together with the joker and then but they never like completed the story until bruce is like okay alfred like what did you do to get rid of this robber and then he just goes we'll we'll, be burnt the city we burnt like the village down like we burnt the forest down like we had, like we had to get rid of the whole entire like city or town to like get rid of this this one person and then he was like okay like that's what the Joker's going to do like he's going to basically attack Gotham he's going to burn the whole place
1: i think they, they it was it, i didn't i didn't really remember that until you just mentioned it um but i i think they were much more subtle about it with michael kane's Alfred yeah. in the dark knight like he they kind of made it so that he's like clearly very experienced and very smart but they never really like outright said like he's like maybe he was like a spy or something i don't know i think this version of alfred I, I don't remember if he says it or not but he was like a member of british intelligence or something like that and that's how he
2: trained Bruce. right i did they say that in the movie or am i am i i, I don't remember get, like a british it. intelligence type thing but i i do i know what you're saying they like there was like a i guess they alluded to some sort of like like i guess i mean spy was a great word so i think like spy activity
1: mm-hmm. yeah I mean do, do you feel like I don't know what what do you guys feel about that i guess opposed to as opposed to in the dark knight trilogy he was trained with the league of shadows and went uh, by Rajah ghoul i'm not so sure what it is in the comics like if there's a definitive way he was trained but i guess this keeps it more grounded to gotham like the league of shadows seems like once you go there you've already gone very big and you kind of have to stick with that
0: I, I think each backstory works for, for the Batman in that universe. Because I think in the Dark Knight trilogy, he's fighting Bane. He's fighting Ra's al Ghul. He doesn't really directly hand-to-hand combat the Joker. So I think he kind of has to be more of like a mythical figure who get, gets his fighting abilities from somewhere. And when he's just fighting henchmen, usually they don't even get a punch in on him. Where I think that this Batman felt a little bit more grounded and real and just literally like a guy who just put on a suit um with like kind of more low-key gadgets like when he was doing the soaring he was literally wearing like the like squirrel costume that people use in real life to glide like he, <laughs> you know costume. that's what it's called i think like he, he is it called a squirrel he, it's called squirrels i'm not sure what it's called but it's you know what i'm talking about like he's wearing like the yes wings I know you're that like people about. actually use in real life to glide and when he's fighting henchmen, you can see him struggling at times. Like, they actually get some good hits on him. So I think that the he doesn't feel as mythical in this one. So I think him just being trained by Alfred and just being a really good fighter and having bulletproof armor, I think it works here. Where I don't think it would have worked if he if Robert Pattinson had to go up against Bane. Or,
2: like, Ra's Oh yeah, He'd probably get bodied. He'd probably get bodied. Yeah, yeah I
0: but i think, I think it like,
2: works yeah it, it does work and like i don't know if you guys noticed this but like i felt like the way that i guess matt Reeves directed directed this or the way that the movie was written like that ends up being like one of the avenues where there's like a, like an open like there's like so much that they can do with that like there's so many different avenues they can go down like his his fighting like i mean they probably i don't know if they they're probably not going to but if they bring in raza ghul and they, like they they can talk about his training or how he like actually was trained or if it was actually Alfred, but then it relates to like other avenues, like how he's like an underdeveloped Bruce. And I think like the mayor is the one that's going to develop him as Bruce Wayne. Like, like, you know how, like, like that scene where like, it was like, Oh, you're not being like that much of a philanthropist. You're not even like, you don't even leave your house. Like, I think that's like something that he can develop and like, you know, other things like, like obviously his gadgets are going to improve like, stuff like that like like uh, there's there are a bunch of parallels like, i think you, you can like pick pick it apart like piece by piece but i think that just relates to, like one of the avenues that they can go down and, and that was like, a great thing to do
1: yeah two 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 things uh on that first off i totally agree like who's to say that the league of shadows and Raja goal like have to be part of his origin like this is only a second year batman like i feel like previous batman iterations like michael keaton and christian bale it was still like their first year of becoming Batman, but they kind of rushed through where like in their first year, they become a very experienced Batman. Whereas this one I feel like is much more of a slow burn. Like who's to say that he doesn't go get trained by the League of Shadows in maybe like his fifth year or something. Like it doesn't have to be when he first becomes Batman. So new opportunities there. And then going to what you said about how he's not really like, he's barely Bruce Wayne in this movie. Like he even says like, I don't care about, that like he doesn't care he had, wants nothing to do with like the wayne foundation or anything like that a lot of people were upset they're like oh he's he like he's not a good bruce wayne but i agree with the argument that his main persona is batman at this point in his life like he's so and it, it fits with the whole theme of like he is calling himself i am vengeance the whole time he's so fueled by vengeance that he doesn't understand the importance of his the bruce wayne side of his life Like, he says in the movie, like, I've become nocturnal. Like, I don't care what happens to me. He's so fueled by that that, like, Bruce Wayne basically doesn't exist for him. Batman is what exists and that he'll develop that Playboy personality in, like, future movies.
0: Such a goth boy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, but I I agree. I think he definitely
0: could develop that persona in future movies. I think if you're going by him being, like, a Playboy billionaire, he wasn't that, that Bruce Wayne. It was kind of a different take on him. And maybe he will become that. Um, but I thought it worked for the darkness of the movie I thought he was Batman for I think early on in the movie you barely see him as Bruce Wayne and then as the movie goes on you see him a little bit more as Bruce Wayne like just screen time wise um I think it was m- very heavily focused on him being Batman um and becoming the Batman that he wants to be so I was fine I was fine with uh, the Bruce I think the Bruce Wayne he was the take on the take on Bruce Wayne that he wasn't like a playboy. A philanthropist, um, I think it worked for this movie and this Batman at where he is now. Agreed. He's depressed. Yeah. That's for sure.
1: Matt Reeves said he was inspired by um, Kurt Cobain, which is why, also why they use Nirvana in yeah. a lot in the mm-hmm. uh, soundtrack. They said a lot of weird stuff. <laughs> I think in an interview beforehand, like I'm, I'm pretty sure this is true. You could fact check me, but, um, Robert Pattinson said in an interview, like, oh yeah, this Bruce Wayne is definitely masturbating like two to three times a day, like way more <laughs> than he should be. <laughs> it's like, okay, interesting. <laughs> Thank- but yeah, he's clearly a sad boy. Um, do you think, I don't know. I was thinking about this, like another strong point in the movie was his relationship with Catwoman. He, like, clearly is, like, falls in love with her, kind of, by the end. Probably, I mean, I I think it's the best Batman-Catwoman relationship we've gotten so far. Like, do you think he's been, like, this depressed and, like, this much of a Herman, like, literally ever since his parents died? Or do you think it, like, got more accentuated when he became Batman? And going off of that, like, do you think, like, Catwoman is, like, his first like love interest i don't know in his life i think
0: that she's definitely his first love interest in a while which is why i think it worked it's he's probably not spoken to like a potential love interest in at least two years if not longer i don't know if he's i don't know if you could be that much of a sad boy for that many years <laughs> i guess you could but <laughs> i don't think he was like nocturnal all those years like he may be he maybe went through some different phases. Who
1: knows? Yeah. It's definitely it's just interesting to think about. But
0: I think his relationship with Catwoman cat well, I mean, I love Catwoman. I think it definitely worked. Um I was a little con I I thought that she was calling her friend, I can't remember the friend's name, it started with an A. Oh Annika? Annika. I thought that they were dating at the beginning. She called her yeah, babe but... a few times
2: zoe kravitz addressed that she said that um because like you know how like she was calling her baby over the phone and stuff like that Mm. like like and it was like endearing um Mm. she said that there there's definitely a possibility that that could have been a love or that was a love interest like, or like that there was like romance there and then like the same thing i guess happened with her and batman it was just like she you moved on themselves. way too quick if that's the case
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's all i'll say if well, they I mean, were love interest, like at first i was like okay they're not going for the bad man woman love interest like she's with um annika was her name yeah, I, I was like really. okay i guess they might not be going for that love interest even though the trailers they looked like they kind of were but then she moved on way too quick is it's all i'll say <laughs> right i mean a yeah, day later I, it was literally took- within the end of the movie's six days like it was in early november and the movie started on halloween so it was within a week and a half at most
1: i i understood it that they were in a relationship her and annika so she moved on
2: that quick that cat woman (laughs) (laughs) annika croaks she's like all right Batman. it was like
0: a week and a half (laughs) she didn't even know if she croaked for a while and she was still flirting it up with that man
2: I mean, that's that's kind of like a that's like a good good portrayal of Catwoman. That, that that that's how it is. That is on brand yes. for Catwoman.
0: I was happy when she went off just while we're on the topic of Catwoman when she because I, I kind of felt like I was like okay are they gonna make her like a little bit of a villain? I liked when she tried to kick the guy off the building and then like ran away from Batman. They were like a little bit at odd uh,
1: like at odds for a little. I was like here we go yeah. we're getting a little
0: bit of her anti hero ness. I liked that a lot.
1: Yeah. She was she was really cool. I think she played her really well. I love oh, yeah. that they gave her the whip too, the the Catwoman whip. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Love her. She did an amazing job. What did you guys think? Uh, what did you guys think of the Batmobile? This is a very like a lot of people. This was kind of controversial before it came out when the pictures first came out. I personally loved it. I thought it, the way they introduced it in that chase with the Penguin was like really menacing and like really really cool. It felt like something that this version of Batman could have built. And I love like the jet propulsion in the back. Like it felt really, really grounded and simple, but also scary. And like Batman esque at the same time, I thought it was awesome.
0: I think it was very under the top, but it worked for this Batman because he's not going to have. a does like, he does, he doesn't have Wayne Enterprises really. It's like barely a thing. So he doesn't have anyone to help him design things. So it would be, it would make sense for him to have like just kind of a regular car with some armor and,
2: a booster, rather than like <laughs> something that rolls around and then you <laughs> <upside> <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I think it was is a a really good good uh, Batmobile. I, like I, it was tough because I, I was trying to think about ranking them, and I also saw like the Lego so, stuff. Yeah. Like there was a Lego set released; it like looked really cool. But um, yeah, it, it is it is tough. I, I think I saw somewhere it was probably on like TikTok. It was like someone ranked uh, it goes Ben Affleck's batmobile then it goes um robert Pansons and then the tumbler is the last but i feel like the tumbler's functionality is something that like is like slept on like the fact that you like like you just it just turns into a motorcycle like come on like the tumbler was awesome that was really cool when it turns into the bat cycle is sick
0: i honestly i love the tumbler but it just would not have worked in this setting
2: yeah, it it would have been too too develop like like uh, there's no Lucius Fox, there's no R and D department.
1: Exactly. Come there's on, there's no R and D. It was very reminiscent of a uh, Adam West's Bat Batmobile. I don't know if you remember from the movie we wa- I made Nick and Puny watch Adam West's Batman movie <laughs> a <few> years ago. <laughs> I remember. It's it looks very much like it, but it obviously it's not like a it kind of looks like a muscle car of like that day, but it doesn't have a overtop.
2: Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um keaton's batmobile obviously is iconic like they brought that straight to the animated series but again that's like very it's a very like tim burton and i feel like works in that setting but it wouldn't work in this type of
2: gotham i think they were also trying to be like super realistic about like like well not super realistic but like like they're they took a very realistic approach to like just batman in general like gadgets everything like like the way he fights and all that and like this like was i guess like just a play off that and it just made sense like it made sense for this Batman. It, it was a to perfect flyy thing. It's like you got to believe it a little bit. Yeah.
1: It, it was a perfect combo of like that, like all right, this is like kind of crazy technology, but also grounded at the same time. Mm. Yeah. Also, you mentioned it earlier, and I I just remembered it now that his suit is bulletproof. Like the dude soaked so many bullets in this movie. <laughs> yeah,
0: a little like too eight. many. He got bodied by like a rifle, and then.
2: A shotgun in the chest at the end yeah Yeah. but that that did mess him up that didn't mess him up up. yeah
1: question oh after that happened he injects himself with something i think that's the the bane venom from the comics
0: oh i thought it was adrenaline
2: yeah i was looking into it and everyone was like there's it's so controversial because everyone's like like you're stupid adrenaline's green adrenaline's green it's like so i like i think that that relates back to like one of the avenues like they think they can go down like that's like one thing that they can just like they can make it like a undeveloped drug or something like i don't know like mm-hmm. like and they can tie uh bane in or they can just like just straight up say like oh it was adrenaline i We're thought it was adrenaline. Here. i, I liked like that I, I liked when they the way they shot that scene too like everything around him kind of becomes blurry it's really cool it looks like he definitely. was on drugs i think we all have to like inject ourselves with adrenaline and to see how like how <laughs> I he don't think that's a good idea <laughs> <laughs> But he was, like, fine after. I thought he was going to, like,
0: be a beast for, like, a second and then, like, collapse again. And then he was just like, okay,
1: I'll go pick everyone up. (laughs) It was, like, do you feel like it was a little bit of a weird fake out? Like, when he cuts the wire and he falls in, like, they were, like, trying to say, like, oh, no, is Batman going to die here? But, like, obviously he's going to survive. Also,
0: just cut the wire under you.
1: True. (laughs) I don't know why.
0: I I thought that, too. I was like, oh, my God. Everyone's going to think he's sacrificing himself. But, like. I don't know. That was a weird sh- Yeah, that was weird.
1: Yeah. Another I this isn't really something that stood out to me during the movie, but it, upon reflection it's like you see that he inspired the wrong kind of people and like people like the Riddler like clearly you see what they thought of him, you see what the criminals thought of him, and you see what the police thought of him. I feel like in a lot of other Batman movies you get a lot of what the general public thinks of Batman, like in The Dark Knight trilogy like they're like A lot of people are like oh he's a vigilante like he should be like arrested and then other people are like why isn't he giving himself up to the joker but in this movie we didn't really get a lot of info on what the general public thinks of him i was kind of confused as to like do people know him as batman like because some people are calling him vengeance like he doesn't really refer to himself as batman you know
0: they barely say batman in the movie i don't know if that's his name i think his name might have been vengeance i i I think the first person to call him Batman was the Riddler. And the only other time they say Batman is when he's like, this might be the end of the Batman thing. I don't know if they really say it any other times.
1: Yeah, that's what I was, it it was a little hazy, but it didn't really affect the movie for me. I was just wondering.
0: I don't think he had scenes with like people in the general public often enough for it to be like a thing. And I mean, there was so much to do. I don't
2: know if they needed to throw it in. No, just I'm sure they'll explore it in the future. Random thoughts when you when you said that i immediately thought of two scenes so like the first one was when like i think it's uh, the beginning of the movie where like you know how like, he saves that like guy from the subway and yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah. The, the, he that like guys just scared like he's like yeah he's like don't hurt me he's like because he's like he's, he's like, i don't know who this is like this is, well he knows he's a batman but he's like he doesn't know if he's good or bad or like what like what, he, what he's going to do to him and then like just parallel that with or con- actually, compare that to the end when he's like carrying that that lady to the stretcher, and then she like holds on to him, and like I feel like that just like those two moments were meant to be like okay, he was vengeance in the beginning, and now he's like making that transition to hope. It's a good point, Puneet. Very yeah, astute of I think you. That is
0: a good point. Um, I think he didn't really care about the general public. I think he scared he he cared about scaring the crimis criminals.
1: No, not not <laughs> what <crimmies>. he thought. <laughs> the Krimis. Oh my god. Exactly, but I,
0: I don't think it was it was from his perspective. So I don't think he was really like concerned about the general public, which I think he realized he had to be at the end. Yeah. Which to Puneet's point, like that, that difference.
1: That opening scene, by the way, where he saves the guy at the subway station was incredible. Yeah, love that.
2: I think it's my favorite scene of the entire movie. Like like the whole like that that monologue, like the narrative. Oh like, yeah, everything like. Like it's, it goes so hard when he goes, yeah, like I'm the shadows. Like I am the shadows.
0: Speaking of which, you know how the guy was robbing with like that Halloween mask. It looked like an onion. Yeah. (laughs) And later in the movie on one of the walls, you can see like a X, like that guy's mask with like an X through
2: it. He was supposed to be a drop head. So like like the, the drug is called like drops Mm. and like, that's like the, the logo of it.
1: Mm. Speaking of the drug plot line that was a little confusing for me as well like how does that factor into what was going what they were trying to uncover about the waynes and it wasn't i think it was oh you you, i was gonna say i think that's how they made their money like the the criminals yeah but i I was just like they they kind of touched on it for a while i the way i they touched on it for a while but they didn't really like they kind of threw sal maroney's name out there a lot but they didn't really like talk about it Mm-hmm. the way i understood it is that so the waynes went to i don't know, i'm even confusing myself trying to think about it but i think it's because the rat like they called Car- carmen Falcone, was the rat because he ratted out sal maroney's drug operation and then when they arrested sal maroney he took over that drug operation that's the way I understood. And then he gave it to the penguin. I, Cause it seems like the penguin was running that when they like attack him at the factory.
2: Yeah. I think he just had like the penguin running it. And then like, now the penguin has it completely because well Falcone or Falcone has gone. And then also like going back on that, like one part that confused me, like, I, I don't know what you guys think is, just, is the, like, I guess like the renewal plan, like it, it made sense. Like it was like $1 billion basically unregulated, but like, like you know how like they said everyone carved out portions like like i was just like at like what did they, they just it's like oh Maroney's like i want i want 20 20 million or i want 100 million in, you know, i'm sure they schemed things. the like investments of renewal into bad
0: stuff also do you think that was bruce's fault for not overseeing the wayne foundation and therefore not overseeing renewal well wasn't he like super young like when that yeah that but i mean happening. if he took over he also not, just never cared about the wayne foundation i think they could have delved into that i i was a little confused i was like is that a shot at bruce because he didn't take care yeah. of it
1: i wasn't sure i i i think the riddler was kind of implying that also where he's like you need to atone for the sins of your father like it's still yeah. years after the renewal plan was created but you could still step up and try to to make to do something different about it, you know. Yeah.
0: Did was it just me or did the drug operation feel a little bit like Twenty One Jump Street?
1: <laughs> it did. It did. It did. The packaging <laughs> reminded me of Twenty One yeah, Jump Street a little bit.
0: Like, you made up this random drug, like gave it a name.
1: <laughs> what a great movie! Wow, what a great, 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 great movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I I definitely want to touch on like some of the things that happened in the end and like the setups for that that's clearly laid mm-hmm. out before we get into the report card. Um, I guess the obvious elephant in the room is the scene in the end in Arkham asylum, where the Riddler is a little sad boy crying <laughs> in his little cell. And, uh, we get a Joker tease from, we don't really see his face, but you kind of see that he's got like maybe a little bit of disfigurement on his face. and uh, He makes a clear and overt clown reference, and you hear the maniacal laugh in the end. Clearly a Joker reference. Um, Matt Reeves confirmed it, and it's Barry Keoghan, who also plays Druig in Eternals. What did you guys think of that? I kind of hated it. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that.
0: (laughs) Like, I just didn't need it. It made it feel very... I feel like this movie was really trying to, like, step away from the superhero genre. Like, obviously, it's part of the superhero genre, but it was trying to step away a little bit from the tropes of it and it felt very like it could have been a post-credit scene that they but they just put it in the middle of the movie it felt very like here's what might come next <laughs> and like also like it's the joker are you committed to doing him again like are is this just like a nod are you gonna definitely do the joker again i'm, I'm just confused and like i i don't know it, it just felt thrown in and weird and
1: I don't even know if they're gonna do anything with it. I, they definitely are. I I think so. I, I We're don't, gonna have another think, Joker?
0: I'm done with Jokers.
1: <laughs> well, there's too many. I'm, I'm conflicted over it because yeah, I don't I don't really think we need another Joker. Nor do I like the fact that so the directors have come out and said like he's not, he hasn't really like identified himself as the Joker yet. Like Batman, clearly like he's had an altercation with Batman and Batman threw him in prison, but he wasn't the Joker at that time. Like he hasn't like come out as that identity but um like he'll eventually like take up that mantle as the joker so i don't on one hand i don't think we need new jokers and i don't really like the fact that like we kind of know where he comes from and like we know batman probably knows what his identity is before he's the joker i don't really like that i like more the heath ledger like you have no idea who the hell this guy is you have no idea what he wants he's just like trying to create chaos but The way I think they're trying to go with it based on this scene is interesting because they didn't kill off the Riddler, which I was really happy they didn't do. You know, uh, classic trope is that you just kill the villain at the end of your superhero movie. They set up the Penguin, didn't kill him either yet. Catwoman's a little ambiguous. I feel like they're trying to do something with Batman movies that has never been done before, which is really build up to an Arkham situation where all of his villains... Are like teaming up together. I think like that's what this trilogy is probably going to like culminate towards, which I'm hype. I'm hyped for. We've never seen the Joker but we didn't like have
0: to see the Joker in this movie. Just
1: we it. didn't have to. No, it could have been a post credit scene, or could have not been it's there. Like
0: now, are little friends, ooh, <laughs>
2: little giggly friends.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I, I think I think it was a. Uh, I I do agree that like it it could have been somewhere else like it didn't need to be in this movie it felt a little bit out of place but i i just hope that like i would be disappointed if they just go straight into a second movie like a sequel and they just they just like it's like batman joker now like i i hope they like stick to like whatever is being rumored around and that like if there is a trilogy if that's a possibility like the joker takes place in like the third movie maybe as he develops like even though we don't we really don't need a, another joker but like I would, I would enjoy more if like the sequels, like Bruce Wayne still, de- or Bruce Wayne and Batman are still developing. And then like, we get like, I guess some sort of like new villain, like, like, you know how like they're like, they're, they're saying the court of owls, like that's a big rumor going around. Oh, I would love that. that. That would be awesome. And like, I think like Hush was alluded to as well. So like, I think if, if we can see something different, that would be amazing. And like, if they carry it on the way that they carried on this movie, as like a like a psychological thriller or like a like a mystery like like almost like like the arkham games which were amazing like and just carried out like that like that would just be so enjoyable to watch i I guess as a fan but i feel like if if you're just watching a movie in general and it, it would be like fun to watch as well
1: yeah joker should not be the main villain of the second movie they should save him and they should do an arkham thing where like all the villains are involved in the end game of this universe
0: I'm down to have the Joker in the third movie because by the third movie, it'll be like a year since the last Joker. So I'm down for it. I'm just surprised they like, if they're going to wait that long, why'd you already cast him? Like, why'd you start, you know what I mean? Why'd you start laying it out so early? I don't know.
1: I feel like, I don't know. Wait a little bit. You think he's going to be in the second at all? Like, I
2: feel like a little bit, probably.
1: I think he's going to be in this Arkham's HBO Max series they're doing. I think it's going to be like Riddler, the Joker. They described it as like, A haunted like a haunted like horror house series where like you're learning about what's up is batman gonna be in it at all they that we haven't gotten many details yet i doubt it i think gordon's gonna be in it and um like the inmates of arkham Mm -hmm. maybe even a new version of harley quinn before she becomes harley quinn because she starts out as a uh, psychiatrist at arkham asylum that'd
2: be cool yeah i I think they're they're looking to cast um i forgot what her name was but uh, anya taylor joy yes yeah they're looking to cast her, yeah, uh, which would be honestly a, a pretty good casting for Harley Quinn.
1: But my predictions for the sequel villains, based on what they set up, is pretty much everyone you've mentioned, Poon. Court of Owls would be awesome. Robert Pattinson and Matt Reeves have already talked about the Court of Owls, and they've never done them before. Be super sick. Um, Hush was alluded to because the reporter that um, – the waynes had killed his last name was elliot and in the comics elliot's son i think his name is thomas elliot is hush yeah Yeah. who actually ends up outing batman's identity um and he's never been done before which would be super cool and matt reeves talked about mr freeze as a villain (laughs) which i feel like it's very hard to do a grounded version of but it'd be so cool. Like we need we're it's we're ready for a new Mr. Freeze after the Arnold Schwarzenegger Mr. Freeze.
2: Yeah, that that was that was something.
1: It'd be so damn cool. But yeah. Those are my predictions for villains and who I'd want in general. I have something to say about the ending scene. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tell me, I don't know if you guys have seen uh, which one is it? It's one of the Fast and Furious movies. It's Paul Walker's last Fast and Furious movie. Oh. How similar is the last scene to the last scene of that movie? When, like, Vin Diesel... And, so, the last scene of the... I think it's Fast... Seven? I think it's the seventh one.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, As if... I forget that... It's the seventh one, I think, not yeah, the eighth it, one. I think it was just called... It's out. the one before Fate of the Fear. I, I forget. Whatever. The last one Paul Walker's in, like, they wanted to send him off because obviously he had passed away before the movie came out. And the ending scene is, like, Vin Diesel and Paul Walker's cars, like, driving on a road together and then just, like, splitting at the end of the fork and, like, driving different ways. <laughs> and they're playing See You Again like i'll tell you all about it when (laughs) i when they were driving on motorcycles together i knew i was like they're gonna like drive off in different directions and they did it and honestly it was beautiful but it just really reminded me of fast and furious (laughs) i couldn't get over it
1: i I, I was kind of waiting to be honest for the movie to end with a voiceover of him finally saying i am vengeance i am the knight i am batman
0: but they did a voiceover towards the end
1: no, but I wanted him to say the full line. <laughs> say the, say, I say I the thing. Say the thing. I feel
0: like they they took a little risk with the voiceover. Sometimes voiceovers are really cheesy, but I think they weren't.
1: Really? It, you, thought definitely... it, you thought they were cheesy? No, I think no, voiceovers no, can sometimes. be really cheesy, but I think oh, they weren't. Oh, okay. Um another little setup, which is probably the last setup I can think of. Two two more, actually. First <laughs> of them is the location that Catwoman goes to, Bloodhaven, is where Dick Grayson is from, who becomes Nightwing the comics and a question for you too do you think that could you see this batman universe bringing in a robin
2: figure or or nightwing figure i i thought uh well i i've seen a, a, a few rumors or not rumors but i guess like just um fans wanting uh i think it was like the mayor's son to sort I've of like that. step into it step, step into a robin role i think that would be really cool just because like uh, they're they're definitely it was like silent but there was definitely a relationship built between like Batman and, and the son and also like Bruce and the son, like during the funeral scene. But um, I, I think like that would be a, a cool route to go down. I, I don't know if I, I would want like Nightwing to throw in. I, I feel like when you start throwing in too many like characters of the, of the universe, it gets like crowded. Like I feel like if you throw in Dick Grayson, then you got Catwoman that's kind of like an anti-hero, but she helps Bruce. And then you got Bruce and you got Alfred and you got like a lot of people on his side. Like it, it kind of throws it off a little bit.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'd be down for Robin. I don't think they've really done like a modern version of him, except Joseph Gordon-Levitt, um, which is interesting. I'm, he pretty doesn't sure, count. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm um, pretty sure Christian Bale agreed to do the Batman trilogy on the contingency that there was no Robin in it. And then there was, I, I'm pretty sure I've heard that before. Um, so i i would be i'd be i'd be down with it as long as it's not too corny and cheesy but batman used to be really corny and cheesy and now look at him
1: i think this is a like matt reeves has proved himself that he knows how to make a batman movie and i think he's the guy to be like the studio stayed away from these certain batman characters like mr freeze and robin just because like people hated them so much but i feel like we're ready for new versions of them i wouldn't mind to see a robin but i agree with you poon that like Having too many of the Bat Family, like Batgirl, what Nightwing, Robin, would make things too crowded. Draw things away from Pattinson.
2: You know, one thing that's like, I, like, well, I know, I think Nick. Are you the only one that watches Euphoria? Or, or I think Jake used to I watch Euphoria. I don't right, don't spoil. Oh, I'm,
1: I'm at the end of season one. Don't. I,
2: I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna spoil it, but, but, um, you know, like the little kid. I, like, I don't really. I, don't, I think his name was like Ash in it or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I someone I, I saw some like meme. It wasn't a meme. I think it was like an actual like a fan trying to get them casted but but the fan wanted him casted as damian wayne like like i don't know how they were gonna throw damian into this but like it's just chaotic <laughs> you can't have a son right now no
1: no i i could see that and um yeah i could see that i mean i i don't i love that kid in euphoria but uh i don't know i thought you were gonna say nate jacobs and i was gonna be like oh my god freaking hate that kid
2: (laughs) (laughs) he it turns out he's actually the joker
1: oh my god yeah i hope he's the joker so that batman can kill him anyway
0: (laughs) i think it's time to get to the report that's mean
1: not the actor the character (laughs) i just don't like the character let's get to the report card.
0: anyway the popcorn heist report card we use to rate movies if you ever listen to a popcorn heist podcast about a movie since summer of 2021 we always do the report card so the way it works is there's six categories. Uh, all of us will rate out of ten what, how we felt that how we felt the movie ranked in that category, and then we will f- come at a final a final score with a percentage out of a hundred. So um, let's get started. Let's start with the first category of pacing. And Poon, I'll let you start since you're the guest. All right.
2: Um, pacing. So I, I agree with. The point that you said you know like the end the ending got a little little dicey so i, I don't think i would give it we're going out of 10 right mm-hmm. i i don't i don't think i would give it anything too high i, I would say probably like a maybe like an eight and a half i guess that's reasonable okay jacob um
1: i'll give it like yeah i'm I'm gonna stick with Poon also. i'll give it an eight and a half
0: yeah um, I'll give it, I'll give it an eight and a half to, Why not? Let's all join hands here. <laughs> like,
1: for for being a three hour movie, like it's really only that last little bit that I think that knocked those points off.
0: So here, I feel like the first bit took me a while to get into it. And I think it really picked up at the scene in at the funeral where like the car bashes into the funeral. I thought that's from then on, it was awesome. Um, but yeah, I guess the ending was also a little bit rushed now that you mention it um also i love it for tonal purposes but the man walks so slow (laughs) i can't even there was at one point where he's like reaching into the rat cage to like get the note and it's like just grab it dude he's like like moving his hand so slowly into the cage i'm like you gotta move a little quicker come on this could have not been three hours
1: (laughs) he's afraid of bats (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh the back but so, the right someone one. someone came up with a reason that like they were like that. like he he moves super slow because he has to get everything and like record it like he needs all the footage and the footage needs to be very like proper so he just goes oh, very no. slow he's just trying to be like, people try to over explain <laughs> he's trying to <laughs> he's be scary. scary let's i thought wrong. that was so he funny. moves <laughs>
0: so painfully slow at times i'm like it works but at like it's like this movie if you just sped it up a little when he walked would not be 30 hours let's let's just say that
1: <laughs> you should make your own cut of the Batman where just every time he walks it's it goes one.5 <laughs> instead of one
0: uh
2: visuals is, is number two category punit you're first again okay uh visuals is, is there like a separate category for cinematography or does this this fall, is, is cinema it, it falls included. into visuals okay all right, and also now, it doesn't have to be on a half you could do like point like I could, I could go crazy with the decimals.
0: You could go crazy. You could only do one decimal place, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, I think honestly, strict I would, rules I would, of the Popcorn Heights report card. I would give this a, a pretty, pretty high score. I, I think I don't know a, a nine point seven was reaching out to me, but like, because I, I don't want to give it a ten. I don't want to give it a ten because it's it's perfection. But nine point seven is good.
0: I'll actually, I'll go next. I'll give it a nine point seven two because that was in my head, and it's like very, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful movie, and <laughs> nine nine point seven is pretty high for visuals. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was beautiful, not perfect, but
1: beautiful.
2: Yeah, Jason, deep. W-
1: <laughs> it's tough. I no, I. I'll go nine point six just for the sake of not being the oh, same wow. so, yes. so different jake jake's such a rebel yeah i'm crazy
0: next is
2: acting you're always first you're always first you're gonna be Let's first go. Every go. Go. I, thought, go. I thought you were gonna cycle it off all right um okay so acting uh, I, a number that uh, the acting was really good it, i think the way that they there was a lot of chemistry between everyone so i, I think i would say Probably like an eight point two, maybe. Like I, I think some of the times, like the Riddler was a little goofy, and then uh, like I, I don't want to categorize a Joker in here, but like I don't know, I wasn't too convinced with Barry Hugan's like performance.
0: Okay, Jake, you go next. I cut you last I,
2: time. I I am surprised, Pune. Yeah, I'm
1: that gonna was go. Wild, nine, I, I'm I'm gonna go like nine point three and 9.4 actually i th- I think robert Pattinson. i came out of this movie i will say i mean we have a new an- another episode coming up uh i guess this is a little hint for you guys to get excited for uh, we're going to be debating who's the best batman Rob- i came out of this movie Pattinson's my favorite batman i thought he was great in the role zoe kravitz was amazing colin farrell like unrecognizable but in the best way gordon alfred riddler i, I thought everyone was so so good
0: yeah, I think I think you are very low there, Prunina. I'm gonna give it a nine point <laughs> five. Uh I think obviously the two main characters have to be weighted the highest. I think Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz were spectacular. Um I saw a tweet and it was like Robert Pattinson's for the boys now, like you girls had him for Twilight and he's for Oh boys. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but I loved him as Batman. Um and honestly everyone else, I also loved Falcone. I love that actor he's john
1: Tutoro? yeah yeah he's he's great
0: he's in anger management with featuring jack nicholson and adam sandler he's in transform he's in all i don't know if he's in all the transformers he's in a lot of transformers i think he's so funny and like in this movie he wasn't really funny but i just thought his presence was great
1: (laughs) (laughs) i we came out of the movie i saw it with uh my girlfriend and some of her roommates and i was like oh carmine was great they're like yeah what's that actor from i was like oh he's in everything he's in transformers they're like okay (laughs) what they're like okay what else i was like
2: I, I don't know <laughs> he's in everything uh all right is- la-
1: last chance Puny.
2: to yeah no I'll, I'll bump it up i'll bump it up i i i, I screw i completely i don't know why but when i was like rating it i was like i didn't even think of like how how i was like yeah he is the best batman i was like i don't know why Robert pattinson escaped my mind you're
1: you're a newbie to the r- report card so we'll give <laughs> yeah you i know a, we'll it's a lot of pressure
2: that. going first are you gonna keep it at an 8.2 uh no I'll, I'll bump it up i I'll go to like a nine point two. bump it a four Oh wow. Ooh. Okay. Sell out. Um <laughs> next category <laughs> is is music. Oh music I am I'm going like a nine point six. This the score was unbelievable.
1: Michael Giacchino's really knocking it out of the damn park with, with music lately. He did Spider Man No Way Home also. Um he's done like tons of other movies he also He's just having got, a good year he just got uh hired as the director for a marvel project oh. which is crazy like wow this is crazy um <laughs> um i'm gonna go i'll go nine point i'll, I'll go 9.6 also I, I i've been listening to the soundtrack a lot recently i think it's amazing
0: we're all gonna i'm gonna go for 9.62 wow <laughs> we're, so, we're so, in sync. so in sync um the three pillars i think um <laughs> i think the score was really good um i also noticed i feel like sometimes in movies you just don't notice the music i noticed the music in a few scenes i feel like in the car chase again they use silence like in the car chase when it first started they like blasted the music and then paused it and then blasted the music again and it was so cool it was really cool um, so cool. So it hit me hard in that scene, and it, it, oh, when he's like, when the camera's upside down, he's walking out of the fire. Of course, walking super slow. Um, but great shot. <laughs> it
2: was really cool. The um, um,
1: the Riddler theme is a version of Ave Maria, which he when he's like going crazy in the cell and starts, starts singing, singing Ave Maria. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's like a very creepy version of that. Um, do you think? I mean, Nick, you haven't seen the Michael Keaton uh, movies, right? No, but I'm Batman movies. They're on the list.
0: <laughs> Sorry, fans. <laughs> uh,
1: this is like pretty close. It's a very simple theme, but just so effective for this movie. Like I l- always love Michael Keaton's Batman theme, but this is close. I think it might be tied. Was that was that Danny Elfman?
2: Yeah, yeah. Da- the Danny Elfman's a, it's a classic. He's, isn't he's a goat. I think like. Like I don't like I don't like to compare it to Hans Zimmer because I feel like it's very different and like they're two different movies, but like it stacks up pretty well. Like like yeah, even though it's a simple tune, it's like it makes sense. Like it fits. And it goes vibe. with the like, whole hope theme.
0: Anyway, next category story. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off. <laughs> the
2: pistol. We went we went on long with the music category uh story i i like this psychological thriller uh let's see i i'd probably give it maybe like a like a 8.7 i i felt like there there were like there's a little rushing and then there were a few little like the transition i talked about before
1: am i up yep yeah oh i thought you were gonna announce me
0: Jacob, no, come, let's go. Jacob Zoll. Jake. Next Jacob.
1: Jacob Zoll. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go a nine for this. Um I really like I said, I really love like the whole detective element and the Batman year two mixed with the long Halloween. Um and upon reflection, like it really started to hit more with me. But when I first saw it, I don't think it like hit as hard as when i like reflected on it which isn't a necessarily a bad thing sometimes i really like when a movie does that but um i came out of it like still having a lot of questions about the story if that makes sense
0: yeah i'm gonna go um 8.6 a little lower than punit um i thought it was a good story i didn't think it was the strongest part of the movie though and i think like some of the background with the drug deal and stuff was kind of confusing, and at the beginning, it was like hard. It's a lot of scattered pieces that kind of came together at the end. Um, I didn't think the story was like the best part of the movie for me. Fair enough. Heart is the last category. So, Punit, how much heart do you think this
2: movie had? How many hearts did you see in this movie? <laughs> I think I saw a lot of hearts. I, I, think, I think I'm going to say, like, a probably like a, uh, I'm going to throw another nine and a half out there. Like, I like I think I think there was a lot of heart in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, chase all.
1: I don't remember if it was this, if it was the Encanto episode or if it was the Spider Man No Way Home episode where we talked about how heart can mean kind of like two things. It's either like when it makes you, like, well up with, like, emotion like that kind of heart or if it's like the kind of heart where you can tell there was like devotion from the people who are creating it and i think it's more so like this wasn't really like that type of emotional movie where like and the spider-man no way home like you were like oh like no one remembers him anymore or anything but uh i feel like we touched on it a lot throughout this episode matt reeves clearly like put in his heart and soul into this movie took inspiration like we talked with we talked even even throughout this episode. I realized that he took inspiration from Adam West. Uh, he took inspiration from the Nolan movies, from the Arkham games. Like, really brings together so much love for Batman's lore and his history. So, I would say nine point four. I'm gonna say. Um, I'm gonna go with a nine
0: point six. How about that? Like, Ooh, um, no, I thought I thought there was a lot. Like you, it, clearly, everyone in the movie brought their all, which I think feeds into the heart. Um, the actors brought brought their all. They all like care, clearly cared about their characters and and took a, but still also had different takes on the characters too. Um, and I don't know. I think I feel like there were so many points in this movie where I just got chills, and it was just it was awesome. Um, you were awesome. <laughs> um, it was it was it was just really awesome, and I felt like I'm glad they let it be three hours because we know studios don't like to make movies too long. But I think I'm glad it was. I'm glad it, as much as I think he could have walked a little faster. I'm glad it was three hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I I just I thought it had a lot of heart, you know. Thought it had nine point six out of ten heart. All right. All right, and the final score is... Drumroll, please. 92%. I announced it quick. Sorry, I jumped the gun. 92%. No. <laughs> Don't let the suspense build up. Just like the riddles. Come on, Nick. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: 92%. Interesting. There you have it. I, I concur. Right.
0: I can agree. I think that's a solid yeah. score. Yeah.
2: That, that is a solid score.
1: All right. Final question for you two to end off the episode. What? is better in your opinion the dark knight or the batman
2: the dark knight i i have to say the dark knight i i think if i had to elaborate it like really quickly it it would be like you know how we i guess we knocked the story here on the report card and i think that's where the dark knight like really wins like they had a really good story and then this on the on the other hand that this like version of the batman had a very good batman like a better batman and like better cinematography but i think as a whole the story and just how it tied into the trilogy and like just the acting and everything I, I think that is where the dark knight wins yeah i agree the dark knight's
0: of masterpiece one of the best one of the best movies ever i do think it's funny though how now seeing robert pattinson as batman it kind of makes christian bale's batman look a little bit like off-putting and like campy in a way like with his like face like squished in a little circle like it just looks so dumb to me now and i never really thought about it but like it's funny how the years go on and the batman that like we consider the dark (laughs) batman with his stupid voice and his like stupid mask is now like now looks campy his no, come on. The voice of this mask and his
1: stupid voice. Like, I dead ass noticed that today where I was like, why is his mask like gripping his mouth?
0: <laughs> <laughs> he looks so dumb. Robert Pattinson, like, his you see his jawline. He looks good. No,
1: Christian Bale has a great Batman suit, uh, but it, it, the voice is like Finger iconic breaks. and like campy
2: at the same time. Yeah. Um, Fingerprints. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> main... No, my my favorite one is I think it was like the shipping container scene in in like uh, Batman Begins, um, like at, towards the end where where I think one of the guys and one of the henchmen's shooting and he's he goes, "Where are you?" And then like Batman just pops out nowhere. He goes, "Here." here. <laughs> That's a
1: great scene.
2: Now I think what what puts the Dark Knight over
1: the Batman for me is you if you think about the character arcs that were accomplished, which again kind of alludes to the story like you talked about, Pune like. You got batman's arc where he starts as the batman like still kind of a little bit inexperienced ends the movie as the dark knight what the city needs him to be the joker i mean like doesn't really like have that much of an arc but again one of the greatest performances of all time not even just of comic book movies and even harvey dent i mean like they develop him so well throughout that movie i think that that's really well done you know what the best um, arc
0: in that movie is rachel Long alive to dead. <laughs>
1: honestly favorite
0: one you know i love a character death especially i don't really like rachel much she's just okay i mean
1: no one really likes rachel but but yeah dark knight like just inches it out for me but pattinson is my favorite batman i think but... they're
0: different it's hard to play the compare game they're different but
1: the we'll do, do it better. anyway <laughs> <laughs> but anyway thank you Puneet for coming on it's been a long time coming to have you on the show we'll definitely Thanks. have you again
2: no problem it's been a pleasure going the highest Join the highest